What's up, everybody? This is Jason Roy from Building 429. Right now, you're listening to my friends on Frequency. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Frequency Podcast. And I'm joined by Joe Brookhouse in Portland, Oregon. And man, it's been a while since we've connected. Uh, yeah. And I, and well, at least in this way, you know, yeah, like actually like sitting down, having a conversation, seeing each other on the video screen because we are 4,000 or so kilometers away. I almost said miles, but I don't know what a kilometer is. We, we don't, we don't use that uh, measurement that makes sense here in the States. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, well, kilometers are used in Britain, I think too, not just Canada. Um, because we are a British colony, after all, we are under the Queen. Yeah, but they still use the uh, like like gallons and stuff like that, right? They're not on metric system in the UK. I thought they were. I don't think so, man. Uh, okay, okay, guys. When we're done with this, we're going to look this up. We'll provide a link, <laughs> and we'll, <laughs> thank you for the departure so so soon into the. Uh, into the episode. You know why I think so? Because when I'm watching Top Gear UK, they always say kilometers. And uh, so I guess I just automatically assume that they're just like Canada. Well, we're, what we're do I know? Just like Britain. I have that myopic, you know, US, everything in the world is centered around us perspective. So uh, I have no idea. I'll have to look it up. Uh, we'll we'll put a link once in, and we'll demonstrate how ignorant we Americans truly are. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I live in a province named after Prince Edward. Oh, so yeah. we're definitely British here. Mind you, my family's from Scotland. So technically, uh, we, sh- we should hate England because of the history of the British Isles. But we won't go there. Yeah, this is not this is not a history podcast. If we, you know, it, it might be more popular if it was. I don't know. We almost have to do something radical. Just shake it up a bit. We're gonna have to come up with something. Maybe people should suggest things that we can do on the podcast just to totally shake things up. I, I I'm open for that. Hey, folks, we're looking for feedback here. Even Tim Timmons. Tim, if you're listening, I don't know why you'd listen to your own interview, but I'm sure stranger things have happened. <laughs> if you have any thoughts, let us know. There you go. Well, Joe, you're at work. You're almost at the end of your day. And uh, well, I'm home and it's almost the start of the, the home opener for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I'm excited. They get to play Ooh. against Montreal Canadiens. And uh, it's it's a big rivalry here in Canada. So, uh, yeah, I'm a Leafs fan because I'm from Toronto. So go Leafs, go. Well, I I have no, uh, I don't have a horse in, what is it? Horse in the race uh, or whatever. There's some little colloquialism that basically, if you can say that word, colloquialism. (laughs) Where did that come from? (laughs) uh, I got to figure out a shorter word for that. Colloquialism that uh, references, basically, I I don't follow hockey. So, hey, if you're up for the Maple Leafs, I'll root for the Maple Leafs because you're my good friend. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, getting on to why we are talking today, because um, I think we'll start driving ourselves nuts if we talk <laughs> yeah. each other about Canadian U.S. stuff. Yeah. Um, so you had the the opportunity to talk with uh, well-known artist Tim Timmons. I would say, judging from his social feed and Bart Millard's social feed and Amy Grant's social feed, like yeah. you you name it, 
the dude is he's got friends everywhere. Everyone loves Tim Timmons. Well, and you listen to the interview. You can understand he's he's a guy that's very difficult to dislike, you know, Um, yeah, we talked to him two years ago, not as part of a tour or part of a, a, a release or anything, but we just wanted to check in with him, meet him and introduce our audience to him. And he actually alludes to the interview. But, you know, this time he's got mm-hmm. the album coming out, but it was still the same really genuine conversation. Of course, we're ahead of ourselves because you guys haven't heard it yet. But yeah, every, Tim apparently mm-hmm. knows everybody. Everybody knows Tim and everybody likes Tim, you know. Yeah. And he's, but he's like a, he's just a classy guy. And the things I I got out of the interview were, um, he remembered us. He remembered, uh, conversational aspects of the last interview. Uh, even if you, you know, you circle back prior, I don't know, Joe, cause I was with you at the time, but, um, there's just a genuineness to him that makes it, it makes him easy to listen to everything that comes out of his mouth is positive. And he's dealt with yeah. some really dark places and come through, come through the other side, but not thinking he's figured it out. Um, it, it takes um, not every day that you meet somebody like a guy like Tim Timmons. So that's why I think this is a great interview and a great episode. Well, why don't we, why don't we kick over to the interview and let people listen to it? Uh, and then we can talk more about it. Cause I suspect it'll be more of the same conversation, but then the people who are listening to us now will have some context. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, let's go right into the interview with Joe Brookhouse and Tim Timmons. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, folks, it's Joe here at Frequency, and uh, it's time for another interview. We're bringing back a guest that we had on a couple of years ago, uh, a fine gentleman who just moved to Nashville, Mr. Tim Timmons. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, uh, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. No, I got that backwards. Uh, George W. Yeah. Bush. I, I yeah, yeah. stopped listening to him. <laughs> As it says in the Bible, fool me once and shame on you. Tw- no. Yeah. 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 I keep doing these little bits where, you know, anytime there's some kind of, you know, random quip like you know six in one hand half a dozen in the other i'm I'm just i think it's funny to say well like it says in the bible six in one hand half a dozen in the other you know just any t- anytime you can use that i think it's really strong and, and to see if somebody calls you, know? you on it because most people won't <laughs> <laughs> yes and as god said the, god helps those who help themselves you know that kind of stuff right something having to do with the mac uh, jesus had a mac right didn't we yeah. discuss that already yes i believe it i believe it <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm just trying to get used to mine. So we'll figure out how this works out. Uh, what, what I brought you on for, I hope you don't mind, is because I wanted to talk about the fact that you've got a new album coming out here uh, very shortly. I think October 2nd. Um, is it Awake Our Souls? Is that the name? Did I get it right this time? Awake Our Souls. Yep. That's, that's the new, new record and new uh, the title track. Uh, and I, I've listened to the whole album a couple of times. I'm, I've really been enjoying it. It's become uh, one of those albums you. you listen to in the car by uh, – just by uh, habit now, because oh, I better put Tim's album on. Um, but I wanted to ask oh, thank you. Thank you, Joe. It's a lot. Well, if it wasn't good, then I wouldn't be telling you that too. So, or I would. I just wouldn't tell you while I'm pushing record. So, <laughs> yes, I get it. Tell me a bit about the album, and then uh, I want to ask you about a few of the songs in particular, if you don't mind. Perfect. Uh, so, Wake Our Souls. This record 
So, you know, I said in our last interview, which I'm sure all of you guys remember and probably recorded and are still listening to every single day, um, that it was probably now about six years ago that Jesus apprehended my heart. So I've, I've moved from a varsity American Christian, you know, where I, I, I know everything about Jesus. I mean, I just, I know more Bible stuff than I should. I'm kind of awesome as a, as a varsity American Christian. The problem is, is that I didn't actually know Jesus. I knew about him. I just didn't know him. Yeah. And so it's been about six years of me just trying to get to know Jesus. And I, I say often that I'm, I'm more like a preschooler these days, might even be getting close to kindergarten um, as a follower of Jesus. And it's such a different thing to follow Jesus than to just believe in him or about him. Or... And so, um, which I can explain more, but this record, I'm just starting to try to get to know Jesus for the first time, really get to know who, not just about him, but actually him. And all he ever talks about is the kingdom of God. That's the good news. When he talks about the good news, the only time he talks about good news is when he talks about the availability of the kingdom of God. And I've known the theology behind the kingdom of God. It's here, but not yet. I mean, I, I got that stuff down. I just don't, didn't know it was actually real. And so for the first time in my life, I'm going, okay, Jesus, you said seek first your kingdom. Uh, and I don't even know what that means. So right. Basically, this record is uh, it's an invitation to seeking first the kingdom of God. But it's this record. I was talking to my manager, and he said, uh, you know, I get it, Tim. That makes sense. The only thing Jesus talks about is kingdom, and that's the good news. But what's it look like to actually look, live that? So I kind of set out to try to live as if the kingdom of God is real, and that was my thing that I was going to seek first. And basically this record came from that. So it's, it's how to live in the kingdom of God. That's this record. Very succinct. I appreciate that. Yeah. And it, it's ultimately this a great prayer of just actually asking God, the whole record is basically saying, Jesus, would you awaken my soul to a whole new reality where you are the king of the kingdom and I'm not. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a big, big uh, idea. The kingdom of God is a huge theological idea yet if it's the only thing Jesus talks about, I think it's something that we need to figure out. And how do we actually seek first the kingdom of God? What's that look like? So it, yeah. it, it is amazing how easily we can distract ourselves when it comes to religion. And I say the word religion and, uh, very specifically, yeah. as opposed to knowing Jesus, uh, knowing what he wants us to know, how we can get very caught up in everything else. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I did for so many years. I was a pastor for, I don't know, almost, almost 20 years and you just get involved in, and it was wonderful, but I, I got involved in so many things that had very little to do with what Jesus was actually doing or at work in. And I, I, um, I don't want to ever do that again. That's good news. Not to over overload the term, but, uh, I mean, obviously you've had a lot of things changing for you over the past six years, just looking at your career, uh, and, and, and also the yeah. whole, the whole idea of cancer. So folks, if you're not aware of the cancer thing, listen to the last interview. We'll, we won't belabor that point though. Yeah. Um, it yeah. is a reality. Well, I, I can't say now, I can't say now that, that now it was 14 years ago that I was given five years to live. So last time we talked, it was probably 12 years ago or something. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I you know. God math is pretty awesome. Um, and so today I woke up, I was, you know, diagnosed with an incurable cancer and they say, I still have four tumors on my liver and then it's wearing out my heart. That's what they say. Right. But I woke up today, <laughs> you know, right. I mean, I have the gift and the privilege of waking up today. You have the gift and privilege. Whoever's listening, you woke up today and you know, it's really 
we're awake, we're you know we're awake physically, but are we awake spiritually? And that that seems to be the thing that for the first time in my life, you guys, I, I'm I'm becoming awake spiritually. Um, not in some crazy way. I'm just I'm seeing Jesus at work in things and looking for him at work in things instead of asking him to join me in my day. I'm going, Jesus, where are you at? And I want to be a part of what you're doing. Even in the tough stuff, when I get tough news about you know my diagnosis or whatever, it's like, what if he's still God and actually in control? Uh, and it, it's just it's been so much more fun this way. So I just my goal is to invite other people into this joy that I'm having. So if you look back two years ago, three years ago with the last album, can you see, you know, from your current perspective, just that change in you and the way you, uh, and the way you interact in your personal relationships, but also just with, with Christ in your relationship with him? Oh, totally. I mean, it's, you know, e even this record to my last record, this record is filled with a whole bunch of joy. Um, you know, as, as you listen to it, you, it's just, there's a lot more joy in this record. Um, and not that I wasn't joyful before. I just think, I think Jesus is doing something in me that he's actually bearing fruit of his spirit out of me instead of fruit of my labor. All my life it's been, you know what, you should, you should be joyful, Tim. You're a Christian. Right. Or you should, you should have more peace. You should not worry. You're a Christian, you know? And so I've always been trying, you know, I can't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't, you know, you should have more joy, more peace. And I've been exhausted my whole life. And I just keep watching as I'm, saying, all right, Jesus, I'm just going to hang out with you. I don't care what I get from you. I don't care what you do for me. I just want to hang out with you and be with you. And you open doors where you want. You close doors where you want. And um, he's just making f like f joy. I have more joy than I know what to do with these days. And it has nothing to do with my circumstances or what an amazing Christian I am. It's just hanging out with Jesus, saying, Jesus, you lead the way today. And it's just changing everything. And I think that's really evident as you're listening to the album. I think the first thing that jumps out to me, obviously you have the title track, Awake Our Souls. But the first thing that registered with me is the the rhythm, uh, you know, the drums, the clapping and the stuff there that you you almost can't help but smile as you're listening to those songs. I mean, at least that's my perspective on it. Yeah, cool. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I, that, that's the way I feel. I just... That's actually the way I feel um, is is this, and there's some really there's some powerful moments in this record as well. But uh, that's the overall theme of this record, I think. So, awake our souls. If I if I read correctly, as I was digging around the internets and such, that awake our souls that title yep. track is actually that was inspired by a, a trip to the oncologist. Is that right? Yeah, I, I was at my oncologist's office, and um, she's an amazing Catholic follower of Jesus, and we've been together for 14 years now. And she, Jesus got a hold of her heart about four years ago. Wow. I mean, really got a hold of this lady. I mean, just I see, saw a total transformation, and I had nothing to do with it. Just He just did it. And so we're hanging out one day, you know, at my deal, and, and for the first, you know, two minutes of my 20, of my 30-minute session, uh, she will talk about my scans and what I'm, what she's seeing. And then the next 28 minutes, she'll talk about Jesus the whole time. And it's just crazy. And I guess that's why I'm paying, paying HMO and all that stuff. Right. Right. But <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Obamacare. Yeah. Um, but she said, uh, I, I said, I, I said to her, I said, so what's it like being all th with all these people that are facing death at every turn? I mean, everybody that walks in her office, it's a sad story. 
said, you know what? A lot of people pray in here and they pray really hard, but not many surrender. And I about fell out of my chair. It was like, how many people, we all pray for things. I mean, think about what, if whatever you're doing right now, just stop for a second. What are you actually praying about these days? What are you really praying hard for? And are you surrendered in your prayer or are you just praying hard? And it just changed the way looking at things. And as I was trying to figure out what is the kingdom of God, what's it look like for me today to seek first the kingdom of God? So much of that is just surrendering my kingdom to him. Yeah. And at the end of the song, one of the hook is everywhere the king is king, there is the kingdom. And really, it's just such a great way of seeing where's the kingdom of God? Well, everywhere the king is king. So if I'm king in this situation, then it's about my kingdom. If God is the king in this situation, I'm surrendering to him as if he's the king, then now we're in the kingdom of God. So I just keep looking at all these situations. When I get cut off in the car, you know, I'm driving and I get cut off. My kingdom was just threatened. Yes. And it's like, uh uh-uh, nope, I'm not the king here. This is not my, you know, it's no longer I who lives, but Jesus who lives in me and through me. So I can't be offended anymore. And it's just, it's become this really powerful, powerful uh, new life that I'm leading that has nothing to do with my awesomeness or my good looks. It's just having to do with... Walking with Jesus. While those aus- the awesomeness and the good looks are facts, it doesn't. Yeah, duh. Right. Duh. We, we set that aside and recognize <laughs> that it's yeah. more than yeah. just that. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I'm the kingdom calling. Awake our souls. Awake our souls. Tear down the walls. Dance in the freedom. Awake our souls. Awake our souls. Open our eyes. Well, the next one is actually just the second song on the album that I wanted to ask about, which is Everywhere I Go. Another one that starts with just great rhythm, clapping. You know, it sounds like a little kick drum or something. And it just, again, makes you smile. Um, And I think if I read uh, that was inspired uh, by a time of prayer with your daughter. Yeah, my my daughter, she she was praying for me. And she said, uh, she said, Jesus, would you go with daddy as he, you know, whatever. Would you be with daddy? Yeah. And, you know, how cute is that? It just, you know, and our kids, our kids, they mimic our prayers for good or not so good. And so she's heard me say that a ton of times. Would you be with us today? And, and all of a sudden at that moment, it just hit me. It just like, it, it slapped me right in the face that what if that's the worst prayer I've ever taught my daughter? (laughs) Jesus, be with me today. So as you're driving today or doing whatever you're doing today, you know, we pray, Jesus, be with me today. Well, what if he's already with us? What if we lived as though it was actually true? Like he's apparently Christmas is not just December 25th, but Christmas. Now the new establishment is that he is with us. God with us, Emmanuel all the time. So we've just, we've, we've erased that prayer from, from our vocabulary at our house. It's no longer Jesus. Would you be with me? But it's Jesus, where are you at? I want to see where you're at and I want to join you in what you're doing. And man, it has changed everything. Even as as my kids go to school, we we don't ask uh, for him to be with them anymore because it's not like he, you know, he's there. Stuff goes bad. We go, oh, Jesus is with us, right? But what if he was there? What if he's there with us in the midst of it? Going, oh, I saw that. That was painful. And let's let's figure this out. Let's figure this out. And I'm the King, and I'm into you, and I love you, and I'm going to walk with you through this. It's just such a, a more beautiful picture, and I think more um, biblical picture, and a more 
uh, kingdom and Jesus picture for us to say, Jesus, thank you for being with us. Uh, show us where you're at work and what you want for me today. You know, that kind of thing. So it just, it just changed so much of just the way that I'm viewing everything. And so we pray differently these days. And that song is just a great, another invitation to pray like that. You know, uh, I love, there's a future that runs through my veins. I mean, there's a future in the kingdom of God that runs through my veins. And there's nothing on earth that can stand in the way. Or there's a spirit I cannot contain. There's a spirit I cannot contain. The same power that raised Jesus up from the grave is inside of me. So there's a spirit I cannot contain. And it just, I, I love it. I love that song, as you can tell. Yeah, it, it's coming across. Everywhere I go on this road, high and low, where I go, I go with you. So I won't be afraid, it's my hope, come what may. Where I go, I go with you. Where I go, I go with you. Now after that brief musical interlude, we're back with Tim Timmons. It's actually been, I guess, a... Whoop. It's uh, been about a week since we chatted. So, folks, for you, it's like a matter of seconds. But uh, we actually had to end for a little bit because Tim had a few other interviews lined up. But we uh, were back together again, like you always hope for, you know, just like the odd couple. <laughs> the band. The band's back together again. That's right. Yeah. I only play guitar a little bit. I hope you play something better. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, we were, we'd left off. We had just talked about Everywhere I Go. You guys already know that. But now we're going to talk about a couple other songs that, on the album that really struck me. The, the next one I wanted to ask about is, is Finally Breathing and uh, yeah. really taken by that song. And I wondered if you could uh, spend a couple minutes talking about how that song came to be and what it means to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's probably my favorite song on the record. I don't know if I said that before, but I just as lyrically and what fits the place of my heart, the state, the status of my heart. Um, yeah, I, th I think my whole life, I wrote it with an amazing girl named Allie, um, Allie Rogers. And my life, my whole life, I feel like I've just been breathing shallow breaths in, in a spiritual sense. Like just a little, right. <laughs> just yeah. little breaths. Little gasps. You know, like I, I, just little, just barely breathing. I felt like I've been barely breathing my whole life. You know, and we, I've said about 200 times, you know, what if it's true that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of me? And I surely have not lived that way. And I think the more that I'm living in the availability of the kingdom, as if Jesus is the king, and I'm not, um, I'm starting to take deeper breaths. And every month, I think I'm breathing deeper. And this has been for about six years. And it's just, it's pretty awesome. Um, and I guess that, that's, that's what I get most excited about. And now I can have a song that says I'm, I'm, I'm finally breathing. And I can't even wait to see what my breaths will be like in the next, you know, five years. In five years from now, like, what, what will my breath feel like taking in an, even a deeper breath? So it's it's just this awareness of Jesus being at work, and it's changing everything. You know, it, it makes me think about, you know, maybe three years ago when your last album came out and where you're at now. There's uh, yeah. the growth that you've had as an individual, yeah. as well as yeah. having as an artist. It, it, it seems like that's been pretty remarkable. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it, 
it really that's why I say in the next five years I'm so excited to see how deep I can breathe in the next five years and you know the lyrics on the song um, Allie came up and she had this line because we talk about this stuff all the time and she said um, uh, what'd you say uh, oh my gosh it doesn't take a diamond ring to make you a, 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 yeah it's it doesn't take a diamond ring to make you a lover um Right, and then just like a womb doesn't make you a mother, you know, in belief is as far from abiding as a stone when thrown is from flying. It's this idea of who cares if we just believe about these things, but if we're actually found living as though they're true, we can breathe and we can actually find breath because it's it's His breath now, not just our our angst and our striving. It's just amazing. So I I love this song and I love the invitation of this song. It's definitely a journey. You know, I, I, literally just before you and I got on here and started talking, I had an exchange with my wife and she had her, her mammogram and they came back and said, you know what, we're concerned about, we want to look at something going on with your left breast. Can you come back in again in about three weeks? Uh. <laughs> right. And, and that's, and of course my wife's doing that breathing you're talking about. She's uh, right. Yep. You know, yep. what is it? And they said, oh, don't worry about yep. it. She's like, are you kidding? Yep. Yep, yep. Well, that, that's that's how we had with with my cancer diagnosis. It was, she said, you know what, this things that you're having, these hot flashes, there, it's either this or it's this cancer that's incurable. Um, so why don't you take some tests next week, and then wait for the results? You know, so it's like a two week result waiting thing, and you're like, are you serious? <laughs> this is. I mean, what do you do in that two weeks? And so you are leaning into this season of how do you love your wife well and just sit with her um, in it. But there's there's a there's a, a place that you have to get to. Is God God or is he not? Is he good or is he not? And then what's your response? I mean, that's really where I had to come to. And, and nobody can really tell you these things. These are just things that you just... Uh, that's why pain is so beautiful and terrible is that it, it, nobody wants it yet. It is the great revealer of who is the king and who we let be the king or the queen. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, I'm sorry about that. No, no. I will say that I don't know anybody that knows, really knows Jesus without daily having things where we have to surrender the outcome. (laughs) So I, I'm, I hate it. I think it's so lame. But I agree with you in the name of Jesus for wisdom for you as a husband and um, for rest for both of you. Well, thank you. Well, it, it makes me think about people who live that way every day, you know, regardless of um, what in particular is causing them to take those short breaths, you know, whether yeah. it's circumstance or just the way they process stuff in their own heads, you know, that the idea of your song finally breathing, I mean, anybody in any circumstance uh, can breathe better uh, through Jesus. You know, they can always take it a step further and, and rest more in him. So I really love I love that idea. Yeah. And it, that it's, it's not your job to try to breathe different. And I think that I did that my whole life. I yeah. tried to I tried to take full breaths with my quiet times or by saying the right things or and I never got to actually breathe. And you know, joy is a fruit of the spirit. It is not something you can make or have or even conjure up at all. And cuz I've tried and you've tried. Yeah. 
but joy is a fruit of the Spirit of God. It's like a, a part of what happens when we are with Jesus, and joy is outside of circumstance. And so that that's that's the crazy part is once that stuff starts really settling in, circumstance does not have the space to change your day as much. You know? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It still will because we're human, but it's still at the place to be. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting quicker. I'll say that. I'll, when things don't go my way, I'm getting quicker these days at going, okay, Jesus, this is not about my kingdom and protecting my kingdom. You... You, I'm going to live as though you know what's best for your kingdom, and I'm going to seek first your kingdom today. So if you want me to wake up tomorrow, you're going to make that happen. Um, and I think if we can live that way, there's great, great freedom. I, I experience great freedom with that. I love that. Thank you. If all I do is just song I wanted to ask about is um, is Spring Up and I, it's probably my favorite on the album just oh, in terms cool. of just kind of the, the feel and the theme behind it so you know not to inundate people with uh, songs on the album but you know last song I'll, I'll bother you about tell me about Spring Up and where that song comes from yeah I, and there's no bothering me I can't believe that I get to do this. I, I'm I'm a, such a dork, and Jesus keeps opening doors. So thank you for even taking the time. You bet. Um, uh, spring up. Okay, so you know when you were a kid, or if you were around the church at all when you were younger, um, there was this little song. Uh, what's it called? Um, spring up, oh well, in my soul. Spring up, oh well, make me whole. I got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors. You know, there's this little kid song, and I was singing it one day. And it rocked my world because I thought, oh, my goodness, Jesus, this is the deal. I have a river of life flowing out of me. I've, the fullness of God is in me, whether I acknowledge it or not. Um, I have a river of life flowing out of me that can make the lame to walk and the blind to actually see. It can open prison doors and sets the captives free. I have a river of life flowing out of me. So spring up a well, Jesus, in my soul. And so I was like, man. I got to write a prayer that, that sings that, that really prays that. And the line in there, um, you know, I, I say, what if it's true a few times in that song? Cause I say that all the time. I mean, what if this stuff's actually true? What if we lived as though this stuff was actually true? Um, and then the, the post chorus is, so if I believe it, am I living it out? If I believe it, am I living it out? If I believe this, am I living it out? So I, I love this song too. Um, so thank you. That means a lot to me. It almost fits in a little bit with that finally breathing the song that, you know, if I believe this, then, uh, and I allow Jesus to take on, take over, you know, then I am starting to live that out both, not just yeah. in the religion and here's what I'm going to do. Um, but also in just the way I respond to different situations. So yep. totally, totally. If this stuff's true, then it's either going to change our whole lives or we're going to keep, you know, going the way that we're going and I don't think the way that we're going is helping anybody <laughs> no prob- so, probably I, not yeah it's not I mean it, uh, I travel the country and our religion is not working 
it doesn't work when when the stuff hits the fan in lives. I pray with people every night, and our our religious system is not working. Jesus works, and the way that He's inviting us into things works. And so I guess I just I see it firsthand every night, and I go, oh, dang it! I, I've I've done this too. I've tried to do the right things. I've tried to say the right things. And when you're in sad times, you try to buck up. But Jesus never says buck up, camper. Right. He says, oh, you guys, my my burden is light. You know, my my yoke is uh, yeah, yoke is easy, burden is light. Um. And so I, I got this. Let me take this stuff on. You don't have to take it on. You're you're not good at that. And I just see it every single night, wherever I am. I see it, and I guess that's part of my my passion for wanting to invite people into something that I know has so much more life than what I've had my whole life. Well, that transitions really well into something that I know we talked about the last time, uh, going back a couple of years, but um, your motel church idea that where yeah. you and your wife are um, are worshiping is not in a typical church setting according to our religious ideas let's say when you say religion yeah. doesn't work you guys are acting on that and trying to do it a different way can you remind us what motel church is and, and and how you're working with that yeah well we just moved to nashville which is wonderful and sad because of this ah, um, yeah so we just started gathering. I started taking my kids to this um, to this motel that um, there were people that were feeding uh, the homeless there and families that would live in this motel and different ladies of the night and their employers, if you will. Right. And uh, and so I started taking my kids, just thinking, oh, my kids are going to be able to serve the poor, and that's a good thing for my kids to learn how to do. And and it hit me that while I was there that this this is not just like poor people and rich people. We're, this is the church. These are people that are trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out. And the more that I, I saw them as not like, oh, you're, you guys are poor. It's like, man, we, we all woke up today, and I've got issues and you've got issues, and we get to have, uh, we get to be the church today. As we gather together, we are the church in the name and the power and the authority of Jesus. So let's act like it. And I stopped kind of serving, you know, food with my little rubber gloves behind the, the tables. And I just started hanging out. And, you know, it also is pretty gnarly when Jesus says, the first statement on the Sermon on the Mount is, um, blessed are the poor in spirit. The people that don't fit in our religious systems, right? For theirs is the kingdom of God. And if Jesus' whole point is the availability of the kingdom of God, that it's here, it's now, it's at hand, then that's a pretty big thing for us to, uh, to lean into. So that, that's been a game changer in my wife and I's life is, uh, man, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. How do we love the poor, and how do we, um, how do we just be the church with the poor and not just serve the poor people, if that makes sense? No, it absolutely does. Yeah, Shane Claiborne, who's an amazing writer and a revolutionary himself, uh, he wrote this line that's pretty pretty crazy. He said, "It's not that I don't love the poor or want to love the poor; it's that I don't know them." And that was a pretty crazy line um, because it was so true. I love the poor. I'm you know I want to love the poor. I just didn't know any of them. And now, now that it's it's getting to know them for who they are instead of their status, um, it's really I think it's 
if Jesus came back on a Sunday morning, thankfully Jesus is everywhere and his presence is everywhere. That is so wonderful. But I, I just, I can't help but think he'd be hanging out in these places. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to be known is is something when you talk about our system being broken and we're departing a bit from the album but I'm good with that it it I mean that's well, a great what example this record is about every, yeah. every song on this record is trying to live out how do we seek first the kingdom of God and every song on this record I think if you listen to this record and tried these things out because really it was me uh, doing a few year experiment on what it would be like to seek first the kingdom of God every day and that's where these songs came out of so it, it really, it, it has everything to do with the record. So if you listen to this record, um, yeah, try these things out. Yeah, take take the time to know somebody. You know, it's the difference. I, I call it vending machine Jesus. You know, huh. um, we, we as Christians can't, um, it, it's one thing to say Jesus, you know, and to pray and to just ask for things. But I'm talking about Jesus did not operate as a vending machine um, right. in terms of, he, you know, uh, when the woman came up behind him, um, who had been bleeding for 12 years and touched his cloak, yeah. he could have just let yeah. the power go and just keep walking, but he stopped because he wanted to know her. And we can't huh. just simply put $5 in somebody's hand and then not know them and think that we're having any kind of impact on them other yeah. than a temporary. You know, Jesus wanted to know, and he reached across what was unacceptable by their standards, by their cultural standards, to say, hey, I don't care if touching you means that I'm dirty now. I, yeah. You're not dirty anymore because I'm God. Yeah. Uh, so I wish that we had more of that mentality today. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I'm trying to, and it's this is what we get to do. We get to be and try this out and experiment together and invite the church into something so much more beautiful than just a religion that Jesus didn't start. Yeah. I'm with you. I love it. Thanks, man. Um, yeah. I'm going to finish up on a lighter note, if you'll forgive me for this. But uh, I, I noticed that you've, that you've got something in the works, uh, a, a TV show in the works. And I'd really like to hear more about it myself and let other people know about it. I understand you've, you've got a new show coming out called Timmons Pantry Raid. Yeah, I, I do. I, I love cooking. Cooking is one of my favorite things. If I wasn't a musician, I think I'd be a chef. Um, and, you know, just like music really is just, a, you know, it's, it's a divine. I mean, it was literally given to us by God um, and used by God so many times. Um, so was food. You know, mo most of Jesus' powerful conversations were somehow around food or the table in some way. And... I'm just kind of using this uh, TV show to have great conversations, to keep a conversation about Jesus uh, going, or just about life even going. So it's it's so fun. I, I'm going to different artists' houses that I'm pretending like I'm going to go write a song with them, and that's what they think I'm coming for, and I show up with a bunch of cameras, and I basically go through their pantry. I raid their pantry and find something to cook. And in the meantime, we're having conversations and having fun. It's very funny. Um, so I think you'll like it. So uh, when when is it coming out? When when can we expect it? Uh, we're, we're still working on that. Still okay. working on that. But um, it'll be out in this next year for sure. Okay. Well, so we're going to talk again when that comes out because I definitely want to, I want to check it out. I just, as much as anything, want to see the look on one of these artists' faces when you show up and then start digging through the Fruit Loops and the rice checks and stuff. Right. Well, my favorite one so far, I don't want to give too much away, but it was uh, Chris August, who's a great artist and great yeah. guy. 
Uh, he's a bachelor, and so you know, oh, no. going to a bachelor's house is just so fun because the things that were living in his refrigerator from you know like 1812, you know yeah. that long ago, were <laughs> um, just nasty. But he had what did he have? He had top ramen noodles and peanut butter, and a few oh. other random things. I mean, like nothing. But we made some fun Thai peanut Thai sauce with top ramen noodles. It was it turned out to be great, but it was just so fun. It's it's been a blast. I can't I can't wait to check that out. And uh, so I guess we're teasing folks because it's we're not sure when that's coming out. You've already yeah. filmed yeah. some episodes, but you're figuring out where it's going to land in terms of network. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's the uh, the unsexy side of uh, TV. You know, the production company yeah. works with you to film it, and then you then you shop it around. Yeah, yeah, it's it's had a few different homes, and we're still kind of working that out right now. But it's it'll be fun. And if Jesus wants that thing to get out there and encourage people, then he'll make it happen. If not, then it'll just stay in our computer. But I think right. it'll be I think it'll get out there. All right. Well, I'll be praying for that mostly Thank selfishly because I want to watch the thing. If it never happens, <laughs> then you still need to like send it to me. I'll send you. I'll send you some for sure. Okay, that's cool. Well, man, I appreciate your time. It's been great, even though we had to do two different sessions uh, to catch up. I got to figure out an excuse to do this more often because I enjoy chatting with you, and uh, I think people enjoy listening to you. Let's figure it out. It's an honor for me, so thank you. Well, we're back from the interview, and I have to say, um, it's well worth the listen, uh, even the second time now. Uh, Tim Tim Timmons is definitely a solid dude. Um, and I mean, he's a force to be reckoned with in the industry. And quite frankly, I'd be surprised if he wasn't hosting award shows with his type of temperament and personality, um, you know, how he deals with artists and even watching him in social media after the release of his album, uh, doing the radio circuit and, you know, posting like he's, he's on Periscope and Twitter and doing like live Periscopes and radio stations. And even today he was sharing with his guitar case and how he was getting tips because he left his case open when he was playing uh, songs on a radio station. I just, <laughs> he's just a, he's just a funny guy. Yeah. Um, so I'm very, I'm very glad that we had the chance to talk to him a second time and hopefully again soon. Um, but, but great conversation and lots of wisdom uh, which is important coming from an artist because sometimes in the artist realm, people are not easy to get answers. Out of. <laughs> you are not kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know Joe, you've done this even before I was doing it. Um, sometimes interviewers end up talking more than the interviewees uh, because either they've talked to 90 people before you, or they really don't have much to say, but like from scripture to life stories to philosophies of ministry, right down to the reason he wrote his songs. Like it, it was just great to listen to. And uh, it's an interview that I hope a lot of people can, uh, can listen to. Thank you for that diatribe, sir. <laughs> Am I pumping us yeah. up? I don't, I'm not no, saying. no, it was, I, I you know, it, no, it's, it's not about our, our podcast. Like, just uh, and I know he would be the same on any any podcast oh, or any interview. It's just like I I really really genuinely wish the best for him, and I'm so glad we got a, a sneak peek and a chance to talk to him one on one about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I obviously I I enjoyed it, and as you could tell, I think we were allotted 20 <laughs> minutes to talk to begin with. Five minutes before we were supposed to start the interview, he called me on the phone. And said, I'm running a couple of minutes behind. I just wanted to let you know I will be there. Who does that? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then, um, 
you know, when it became apparent that we were going to go long, I said, I've only got 20 minutes. So let's just see what we can get in. And he's like, oh man, don't worry about that. Yeah. Let's set up another time, you know, later today, you know, I've got some time later today. And he was texting me trying to set something up. But people say things like that and you don't expect them to follow through. And I'm not, I'm not yes. jaded or cynical about that kind of stuff. I, it's a more practical. Uh, but he was mm-hmm. like, oh man, let's make this happen. Whatever we need to do to make this happen. And he, he was there and it was like, we didn't miss a beat. If I wouldn't mm-hmm. have said anything, my guess is, and you can tell me as you listen to it, if I wouldn't have said anything, you may not have known that it was two different sessions separated by a week and a half. Yeah, I honestly, there was no sonic difference in, in the interviews at all. I, yeah, you, you would have had me fooled. Um, the good news is um, it was like he he was just full of wisdom and I loved listening. Sometimes when we're doing the podcast, um, it's very easy for us to get things out the door before you or I get to listen to our own interviews yeah. because we don't want to hang on to them for a long yeah. time. And it might be a week or two before I go back and actually listen to our launched episode, uh, which I feel bad about, but that is the busyness of yeah, life. Yeah. And it's, it's not about us after all. Um, it's about the artist. We are a platform, not a product. Um, so yeah, I, I think, um, it, it was timely too, because, um, he's able to, to get the word out about his album. Um, I think Bart Millard posted something on Facebook, hmm. all the different reasons why you should be buying the Tim Timmons uh, album. And he said it was like a photo of a, of a guy who was like super skinny before and super fat after, cause he had a really awesome meal. And it's just like listening to the Tim Timmons album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just seeing the artists embrace him uh, is it's a breath of fresh air because when you're seeing artists who are all out there to make money and want everyone to buy their albums are saying, whoa, forget about Mercy Me, buy Tim Timmons yeah. album. That's when it's real. And to know his story and to know the struggle that he's fought with cancer and, and uh, yeah, like just, just to see the positivity and, and the encouragement that he is, that was a blessing. Yeah. Blessing for me too. I cannot wait until Timmons pantry raid is released at some point because having him show up, first of all, because he's so entertaining, you know, Mm -hmm. that's going to be fun to watch. You mentioned the award show. He should be doing award shows. I'm like, well, he's, you know, this reality show needs to get picked up. But then the idea that he goes into Chris August's house, I just, I need to see that. So, and, and Chris August is a funny yes, guy. Yes, he is. Yeah. And, and didn't Chris, wasn't Chris August the one that actually had like a skateboarding accident and hurt himself? I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, again, we haven't seen the show, but I wonder if he's going to mock him. <laughs> well, that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, it's, it's, Having a having a dynamic duel like that that'll be interesting. So uh, yeah, like I'm with you. I hope I hope it gets released or at least he posts uh, teasers about it because I think that'll be hilarious. Well, he said he's got it's on the hard drive. So if even if it never gets picked up, he will ship episodes to us to watch. Maybe we can be like like the launching point for that. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll take off, man. It'll uh, it'll just <laughs> shatter the Nielsen ratings. You know. <laughs> Yeah, like right. I didn't know it could measure that low. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, I mean, people are listening regularly to the podcast, but I find we don't share enough about other um, things that we post. We just did a shut up and listen episode, um, which uh, David Leo Schultz yeah. um, was interviewed uh, with Jim Gray. 
and again, Jim Gray, hilarious guy. Um, I was mocking Joe just before because of the awesome intro of the <laughs> shut up and listen. <laughs> um, it is not my voice. Nope, it's not. <laughs> but uh, um, it's it's just fun. I like I like hearing the different aspects of the podcast um, being shipped out the door. Um, honestly, folks, we do this because we're passionate about it. We love it, and we have yeah. fun. Um, we don't take our we take God seriously. We don't take ourselves seriously. Um, and, uh, our, our hope is that people will be encouraged by, um, uh, who we have on here. And, uh, if you have any suggestions, if there's people we haven't talked to, um, regardless of the genre, let us know. Um, um, actually coming up shortly, I think in end of November, Joe, you're going to be at CMS Northwest for the second year in a row for frequency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, doesn't look like we'll be joined this year by the worship ministry catalyst guys. I haven't heard back from them, but, um, I know that uh, they're in a very busy season, so I understand that, but, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I will be there again, maybe with a special guest. We're trying to line up, um, somebody there to spend some time with me at the booth. And uh, I will be doing the lightning interviews again. Um, my hope, maybe a little prayer, is, is that I'm not next to the symbols, guys, <laughs> because yes. my my head hurts so bad after mm-hmm. that. But um, hey, if you're going to be there, make sure you you swing by and say hello. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not going to be there, but you're in the general geographic vicinity, think about it. It's not much of an investment. Uh, in terms of conferences, and there's some great talent there. You know, Paul Balash is perennially there. Uh, Mia Fields, yeah. who I think, I think Mia Fields is hilarious. I hope I get a chance to chat with her. Actually, there's a, a Canadian, Greg Sykes, will be there this year. He's from St. Catharines, Ontario. Right. And uh, he was uh, just interviewed on All <clears throat> About Worship. So folks who were listening to that, yes. and that was a good interview. Michael Farron's taken over uh, All About Worship and uh, really enjoy what he's doing over there. And because of Michael Farron being a producer and being heavily involved in Nashville, taking Greg under his wings, so to speak, because Greg is Canadian. He doesn't live in Nashville. Right. Bring him down there. Also, Dan Bremnis, yeah, yeah. who I, I believe will be yeah. there as well. And Dan newly signed to a label and um, yeah. So Canadians are starting to, to be a force to be reckoned with. Again, I'm still hopeful that Amy Savin, another Canadian artist, we can get her connected to, you know, Krista Wells or an art artist down there and, and uh, even uh, expand the reach for them because I think there's a lot of good talent coming out of Canada and a lot of collaboration coming out of Canada, like uh, Brad Goldemon, who right, we had on yeah. the podcast, who is Canadian in Toronto and is working alongside of Jenny Lee Riddle and uh, All About Worship and all those right. folks. Um, I'm really seeing community form in the songwriting and, and building the church up, um, you know, and, and uh, um, it's neat to see that the community is growing. Um, it's neat to see what uh, Michael Farron is doing down there with all the worship and uh, creating a buzz. I think they have a uh, retreat coming up as well. Yeah, like five days. So, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's just, it's just uh, a busy time, but it's, it's all good. And with technology, like we, we can't travel to Nashville on a moment's notice, right. but we can watch on Periscope. We can watch live streams. We can interact. And that's, that's the cool thing about technology. Um, so I wish I had a little bit better internet being in the middle of the country in Prince Edward Island, but I can still see Periscope yeah, and I can yeah. still, <laughs> you know, do Skype calls like this. So it, it's, uh, yeah, it's neat to, uh, to be able to, to be a part of things and interact. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, it's, well, I can't remember who I was talking to the other day, Jen Haugland, who we did a, our first amped interview back uh, right after CMS Northwest. She and I were exchanging yes. messages 
I was trying to determine if she was going to be there or not. And, mm -hmm. and <laughs> she's like, you guys, wait, you guys haven't, you still haven't met? Nope. <laughs> no, yeah. but I mean, it feels like we've met, you know, in person, yeah. isn't it? I, I don't know. At some point, again, this whole thing falls away because we'll actually meet each other and go, oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> or holy crap, you're a lot taller than me. <laughs> um, well, not a lot, just like two inches. You're six feet tall. Actually, I got a doctor after three years. I, I have a family doctor and they measured me yesterday. I am over six feet. Well, congratulations. <laughs> I have grown in my 40s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm apparently just over six feet. All right. At this point, yeah. it's 440 my time and I need to get in the car and drive home. So my wife actually gets to see me tonight. It's the one night this week where we don't have something else going on. and. Uh, it's nice to hang out. Plus, I want to go for a run so I don't feel schlubby. Did we already go over that? Yeah, let's not go there because I don't think we were recording. We talked about the word schlubby. Oh, schlub. Yeah, I think it's um, it's a Yiddish word. I don't know. There's something okay. else for you guys to look up. at your homework tonight. You look up uh, <laughs> what measurement system is used for, uh, for distance in England and what the word schlub means. And hopefully it's not um, profanity. So <laughs> <laughs> That's right. right. Anyways, on that note, Joe, we, we love hearing from everyone and um, be, be sure to visit us at Frequency.fm. Um, I would say we're probably on Twitter and Facebook mostly. Yep. Yeah, we love to interact with you. Uh, you know, send us questions, complaints, concerns, you know, suggestions, whatever it is. We love to hear from you. We always interact. Um, actually, it's great. I've, I've had a few people send me some messages today just checking in saying hi. I have no idea who they are, but that's awesome. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's you make us better when you communicate with us. So uh, we look forward to hearing from you. And it's been great chatting, Joe. And uh, yeah, um, hopefully we will be sharing what's up on the roster next, Joe. Oh, man, there's a lot. If I can remember, because we've conducted a lot of interviews lately. Well, we have Andrew, Andrew Marcus. Andrew Marcus, right. Uh, I check in yeah. with Ross King about his new album. The Brothers McClurg, the actual full interview now. Um, right. uh, Katie Gustason. Then there's the, I'm talking to folks about other interviews uh, that keep coming our way. I uh, got an author uh, that we'll probably yep. be interviewing about uh, her book on creativity, Stacey Fremness. Fremness? Friends. Yeah. I can't. Friends, I think. I, don't know, I, haven't, I haven't heard her name pronounced, but um, we've, uh, anyway, looking forward to talking to her. And yep. um, m maybe some guy who you sing Southern gospel. Uh, we'll see if that works out or not. I've been. And, and don't forget, we need to check in. Um, with Krista Wells, who's currently on the Plum Tour. You know, that's a good idea. We should chat. We should see if she wants to chat and tell us what uh, life is like on the Plum Tour. That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And if, if uh, you get a chance, check her blog out. She's blogging on a regular basis as she tours. Um, you know, we're a fan of hers. She's, Huge fans. She, yeah. Yeah, she stays connected to us um, as much as she can. But uh, yeah, she's she's. Uh, very vulnerable talking about life as you know, trying to with, with young kids in a family and trying to be on a tour and the humility that's required in uh, opening for a band like Plum. And I think Rapture Ruckus is the other band that's touring. Well, with them. Nothing like her. Yeah, wow. exactly. So anyways, look for all these things coming up soon and uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in and we will be right back at you soon. God bless. <laughs> <laughs>